Welcome to Canada Rocks, Alex Cheeseman, an old friend of ours from Altura Mining, uh, recently joined Critical Resources Limited, which is a 68 million Aussie market cap. You know, it's come in from, you know, a high of uh, nearly 10 cents about a year ago. A lot of things, that's the, that's the case with a lot of uh, companies at this conference, given the uh, velocity of the, the upside in January and uh you know, the downside in the last six weeks, volatility. We're going to talk about, for the most part, your Mavis Lake project in Ontario, which is the the prime focus and, and company maker. Alex uh, and I met when he was at Altura as the uh, chief operating officer for a number of years. And uh, throughout the pandemic, was a great source of, you know, dialogue and communication as you, you know, work through everything at Altura. And then you moved just, I guess, a few months ago to uh, Critical Resources. So why don't you just give us a little bit about the background of the project in Ontario, a little bit about yourself, why you joined this project, which you say you're developing a little bit differently in the path of core lithium. And um, and then we'll take it from there. Thanks, Howard. If you know, go back to, you know, a few years ago, entered into the lithium industry at Altura, involved contracts and procurement manager to deliver the project. And then, you know, through from project delivery, commissioning, and then ramp up. Obviously, we started to produce some material. Someone said, how are we going to get this on a ship and out to China? I said, well, I'll figure out how we do that. So I sort of moved into the export side of logistics and and sales and, and dealing through, you know, letters of credit and those sort of uh, commercial instruments to actually trade spodumene. That was as the market was really coming off, uh, you know, the last sort of previous high and, and placing cargo uh, and actually getting shipments away was seen by the company as something that was going to need a dedicated effort. So I sort of moved into, uh, you know, a marketing role and, you know, marketing and exports got to 2019, 2020. That that was my life. Uh, I was into China every sort of month, you know, sort of wheeling and dealing and getting shipments away. I think, you know, as a company, we performed particularly well. I can't take all the credit for that. It was obviously a good product. But I was unfortunately, I suppose I was with the company right through the end. And when uh, receivership was appointed, I was one of the last employees to leave because we had to get the last lot of product away. And, you know, obviously all the staff you know, was covering their entitlements. So we worked pretty hard to get that done. Had a few months off, and then when the company brought the directors brought the company out of administration and, and regained control, I joined them, helped James and the directors to recapitalise, you know, secure some new projects and, and continue on that lithium path. I suppose in the background to that, Critical Resources in January 2022 acquired the Mavis Lake project. That was Critical's first entrance into. Uh, the lithium space. So they looked around and wanted to get someone in Perth who had a bit of lithium experience. I had a mutual contact who put me into connection with the chairman. I met him and the board and some of the large shareholders and and you know they offered me a non-exec role just to really you know help guide some of the work with with Mavis Lake and and you know what lithium really meant for the company. Through the course of the year, you know, I sort of become more familiar with Mavis Lake and what was happening there. And it was it was really after a site visit to Mavis Lake, I think it was probably in August, I just got a sense that there was a real company defining project here. You know, I don't know what it was. I just got a sense that, you know, we could really make something here. And uh, I was offered the role as managing director. And so I took it on the on the basis that that was what we were going to do. We were going to focus all of our efforts in Mavis Lake. Uh, and push this project as far forward as quickly but as diligently as we could and you know take take the company from you know early stage exploration through to production in as short a time frame as possible so 
Last year was very much about exploration and drilling. We've delivered some phenomenal results to the market throughout the year in terms of sort of particular grade. Uh, we're seeing Mavis Lake deliver some excellent grades. As soon as I started, I wanted to say, you know, what else can we be doing? And this is where we've sort of taken, I suppose, a little bit of risk and ex- accepted that by commencing down some of our technical uh, and environmental and permitting sort of studies and pathways ahead of some of the more classic things like actually having your mineral resource estimate out. We we know that we've got something here. So like you mentioned with core, you know, we'll put out the maiden resource in the near future. We believe it will be sufficient enough to justify taking the next step and moving into pre-feasibility studies. But we didn't wait to get that out and then start the studies. So, you know, we began met test work at the back end of last year. We did environmental baseline studies, uh, got people out in the field before the snow came in. We've commenced our scoping study ahead of having the resource estimate out, ahead of even having the full MET test work results out. Um, We're just looking to try and generate a bit of momentum and move the project and and transition from explorer to developer. Scoping study has already been commissioned. That will be out in the middle of the year. Um, I'm trying to accelerate that where I can. And all the meantime, we continue drilling and exploring as well. So we'll probably talk to it a bit later, but we increased the uh, footprint of Mavis Lake late last year. We've got heaps of exploration upside and, yeah, really narrowing it out, you know, focusing our efforts at Mavis Lake and seeing how quickly we can move this project forward and, you know, look to be part of an American EV supply chain. I'd like to say in the near term, but realistically, we're talking, you know, um, back end of this decade. But, you know, there's a lot there's a lot happening in that space right now. So, uh, Alex, you know, you mentioned with your background there, I mean, is there anything you think that you, you know, lessons learned at Altura that you think you can apply to to Mavis Lake? Oh, 100%. I mean, you know, I suppose one of the things that I've looked at is lessons learned from what we did well, uh, lessons learned um, in terms of what we could do better, and not just us, but also having a good look at, you know, our neighbours at Pilbara Minerals. I, I think from Pilbara's perspective, Continuing to drill out, grow the resource as you're moving the the project forward from a development and a studies point of view. Absolutely, that's the same thing that we're going to do. From a project delivery perspective, having a look at, you know, if we end up with DMS and flotation, maybe a, a stage delivery of that to get the DMS up and running early and, you know, bring flotation on later, lower capex sort of upfront, start generating, um, you know, positive cash flow sooner rather than later. That was something we did by you know, on the fly at Altura, but I think as a deliberate construction strategy could really give us some benefits. Uh, You know, in terms of development strategy, assuming, you know, you build up a big enough resource, would you look at downstream, at vertical integration? Uh, Look, to be honest, we see as probably too far and out of our expertise at the moment. So to develop a mine and a concentrator and, and build up that capability and get that commissioned and operating, in an environment where none of these plants work, the, the, not work, but where none of them exist in Ontario at the moment, you know, we're going to have to create a new workforce to take that the next step and talk, start talking about capital requirements to build a specialty chemical plant in a jurisdiction where they don't exist uh, with a workforce that doesn't exist. We think that's probably a bit too much for us. So we'll stick with, uh, you know, keeping it simple. If you look at where Mavis Lake is, it's Close to to Dryden. I mean, is is it likely that you'll get pretty decent capex cost savings given that you don't have to do mine camps and those type of things? Can you source a lot from from there? 
hundred percent. You know, I suppose we see this at the moment from an exploration phase. Our our drillers and our geologists are staying in an Airbnb house. They go to the shopping centre to buy their own food. So no remote camps, no remote logistics, mob and demob of equipment. You know, it's drive one k off the Trans Canada Highway. So absolutely, the the savings and efficiencies we see now will follow straight through to I suppose both capex and opex. You know, that access to the the highway and, and the rail network also gives us an immediate path to market. So that's a huge point of difference compared to a number of other Canadian projects. Is that using Thunder Bay? Well, so Thunder Bay obviously is a a deep water export port. So we have that option. Lake Superior, well, the the entrance in Thunder Bay does freeze over in winter. So it's currently not all weather capability. Um, The rail network, however, that's where it comes into its own. So the rail uh, runs into Thunder Bay but it also runs west to Winnipeg. And from Winnipeg, you've got a a connection that runs south into the US. So, I mean, ultimately we sit on the doorstep of an in-place, an in-situ global logistics network. You know, get it on a ship, get it on a train. um, We can go anywhere in the world. I realise you're focusing to start with Mavis Lake, but I also picked up that you've got uh, some projects that's played in White Loon Lake that are very near Frontiers Pack deposit. I mean, they've had phenomenal results. Is that something you're going to look at drilling at some point? Look, to be honest, we haven't done any work on that property at all since we staked it. Um, we didn't we didn't acquire it. We, we staked the ground ourselves. Right now, the answer would be uh, it's definitely not drill ready. We don't have any drill ready targets. Will we conduct some summertime field work programs? Possibly, but I don't want to get distracted. I, I mean, as I mentioned before, We've got so much generation upside at Lake that then lets us bridge. That is really where we're going to put put all of our effort. Uh, yeah, play to witness sit there. Same as Graphic Lake. You know, that's quite close to Kenora. You know, we really are trying to stay focused on on what we've got. And I mean, we've only drilled one percent of our land holding at Mavis Lake, so there's yeah, plenty of targets just- that haven't been tested. Alex, I saw you've acquired uh, the Gullwing property from Power from Power Metals. So, how big is around Mavis Lake? So, how big is your footprint now there? I think we're uh, so the Gullwing property. Uh, we actually staked the ground between Gullwing and and Mavis, so it's now essentially one contiguous block of land. But, you know, we we treat that as Mavis Lake. Um, obviously, we've just got different prospects within it. So about twenty two thousand hectares. Um, you know, sort of thirty kilometres by nine kilometres. If you tried to put it in a uh, in a rectangle, so a significant package of land given what we've sort of intercepted and released to market from from a very small patch of it so far so we would definitely uh when the snow melts we've we've got plans already to do some sort of grass works exploration efforts at gullwing and top lake we got a significant amount of data from the vendors you know they admitted that it had been typically underexplored so we probably you know we want to generate some high confidence drilling targets on that property as well as further out from Mavis Lake itself. Uh, and that, that'll be the focus for the summer months. And then based on what we actually see and they're able to generate, we back out with drill rigs spinning again, you know, and back end of the year. Alex, given your metallurgical test work results, fair probability that you can start with DMS only. What do you what do you think would be a decent resource size to to kickstart a project? So it's a good question. I don't want to second guess what the scoping study is going to uh, going to pull out in terms of the economics. I mean, we know capex will be a bit higher for winterization in Canada. My reference point for pricing in um, you, you know is 
from the Pilgagura project, you know, this was $2016. You'd never build those plants for that price again, given the state of West Australia's economy in 2016. So, you know, everyone talks about 10 million tonnes being kind of a, a walk-up start project. For me, it's really about we, we are three to four years away from a permitting baseline studies, you know, development exercise before we can make an investment decision on, on construction. Going back to Howard's point about core lithium, you know, they had what they thought was economic uh, and they continued to push down the development pathway and, and grow the resource in parallel. We'll release our maiden resource estimate. Um, that'll come with an exploration target to obviously continue to grow the resource. But we think, that, you know, we're fairly confident that it's sufficient as it stands right now to justify continuing down the studies phase. Uh, and then after the scope study is released, obviously the board will make a decision on, you know, committing to pre-feasibility level studies. So, um, you know, that'll be a lot larger scale MET test work program commencing down our baseline monitoring of, of flora and fauna and fish species, you know, starting to really work with the local communities and the engineering houses to, to do the design and development work. So uh, Alice, you've got a scoping study underway that's uh, due for completion in, in mid-23 this year. Is that is that all on track? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, some of the key inputs into that, the mineral resource estimate uh, is being worked on now where, you know, we're waiting on assay results. Uh, the labs are pretty smashed at the moment. Uh, MES work program, um, we've, we've, the program is complete. We're just waiting for the final report. Mining study, uh, that work is underway at the moment. Um, and also the baseline environmental assessment, which you know, really maps out the forward work plan from a permitting perspective. Um, we get that at the end of this month. So all the key inputs that are required to feed into that study are on track. And we've got a really concentrated effort sort of through April, May and June um, or the beginning of June to get it away. Um, we've said middle of the year. I would really like it to be out kind of early June, um, ideally ahead of Fast Markets Conference, you know, in, in the US later this year. Thank you very much, Alex, for joining us on Canada Rocks, and uh, we look very much forward to watching your progress.